Hi, this is Rich. And this is Kyle. Welcome to episode 72, part 1, of Chew the Metal, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a rock or metal album and see if we can learn something. This week, we are just looking back at the year of 2021 and how it has fared in terms of rock and metal music. So it's a sort of recap of the year. <laughs> Let's get into it. Hi Kyle. Hi Rich. You okay? I am very well, thank you. I, uh, I've spent the day looking at yet more houses Woo! and being even more disappointed by rejected offers and things that tell me on paper they're one <laughs> thing and then you get there and they're not that thing. Yeah, you sound like me from earlier this year. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not fun, is it? No, it's a big pile of crap. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's sort of exciting in your head and then you do it all and you're like... God, this is awful. I <laughs> never want to do this again. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, but otherwise, I am okay. I've uh, I've got a couple of days off work. Lovely. I and I'm yeah. I mentioned to you off air. I'm in my house alone for the first time in nearly two years, which is Mad. very strange. Yes. Yeah. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. And how are you? What are you up to? I'm fine. I guess I'm on the flip side of your house hunting. That I have a house mm. and it's falling apart. <laughs> 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 so I um yeah, yeah I'm fine I've just been working normally this week and then yeah in the evenings this week we've kind of got a deadline we have a plasterer coming next Friday to do um the plastering in the downstairs uh bathroom as you'd imagine being his job yeah um so we have to get the floor in and rebuild the back wall and put in a, a wall at the front with some acoustic uh like wall behind it some some noise deadening stuff so yeah we're basically just every time every night we finish work and go straight downstairs and start doing diy nice that must be exhausting it is a bit exhausting yeah but you know like it's worth it because you've the room has come along so much in the past week that it's it's finally starting mm -hmm. to take shape and it'll be lovely once we do have a toilet downstairs um but yeah so all fine 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 i'm just miles kennedy is friday night and I am just all eyes on the prize at this point. Oh, yeah. So Very uh, exciting. Yes. So two days from now, I'll be stood in front of that stage, just throwing my T-shirt at him and then my pants, I think. <laughs> in that order? Yeah, probably in that order. Nice. Nice. Uh, is he going to make an appearance in today's episode, do you think? He might. Well, you know. Cool. Um, so today, we're, we're basically just... I mean, it's a bonus episode. We're doing two bonus episodes. Yeah. And they're both coming out the same day, um, at the end of the year. And so we thought it'd be fun to talk about all the music that's come out this year, which mm -hmm. somehow we've tried to keep up with and listen to, even though we're always listening to yeah. a new album each week anyway for the podcast. We've, we've tried to listen to to as much contemporary stuff as possible as well. Yes, we? it's, it's hard, but we try. Yes. So, uh, yes, we're just going to sort of talk about what we've liked and what's come out and like been the big things of the year i guess and yeah maybe attempt to each pick a top five of the year yeah or i don't know uh, yeah maybe <laughs> so how many albums do you think you've listened to this year do you know i mean so uh, having prepped for this episode not nearly enough yeah. like that you alluded mm. to it properly because we sort of technically listen to a new album every week yeah 
quite intensively as well. Yeah, exactly. Because you have to listen to it and then do a notes listen at the end. Normally after like yeah. five or six listens and then a notes listen. And then you spend an hour and a half talking about it and then go straight into doing the exact same thing. Yeah. It's kind of hard to like also listen to anything else like recreationally. Obviously I do because I work all day yeah. and I, but it's so much easier to just stick stuff on that I know, you know what I mean? Like yes. just background yeah. stuff that I've been listening to for years and I can work, like I can type away while, while I've got music on, but it's not like, yeah. oh, here's the new so-and-so album. I better listen to it. Like I yeah. don't, whenever I've got time to listen to an album, it's normally like, well, I better listen to the fucking album of the week because I've got to listen exactly. to it. So yeah, because it requires like an active listening rather yes. than, quite a passive just doing something else listen yes so i would say not nearly as much as i should have i would say probably like maybe 15 albums at most but not even enough to talk about them and not necessarily all rock and metal either so um yeah yeah. what about you how's your year fared in terms of new stuff um yeah very similarly i've I've crammed a lot recently because i knew we were doing this um so if you'd asked me maybe a month ago it would have been an an abysmal number but um I have now listened to 30 albums from 2021. Well played. Which uh, which I'm pretty happy with because a lot of them are brand new artists to me as well. Okay. So that's been an exciting thing. And I've been taking inspiration from lots of sort of uh, best albums of the year lists and, and things like that. And yeah. a lot of them are just made up of people I've not heard of. Um, and I've just been trying to be like, oh, I, I sort of like this spiel they've put with that review yeah i'll give that band a go and some of them i hated <laughs> and i was like oh this could be amazing hated it some of them i've i've really enjoyed new artists okay um, and then there's artists that i already liked and as you said there's non-rock and metal bands that i've listened or artists that i've listened to as well yeah which is always good so i've got mine in alphabetical order because wow okay that's the kind of guy I am. Yeah, my kind of guy. So, I don't know, how do you want to do this? Do you want to just like, sort of, I'll talk about a couple and you talk about a couple and if we've each listened to it, then... Yeah, maybe just back and forth. Yeah, because I, I, I have a feeling there's not going to be much overlap. Yeah, but we, yeah, we've not told each other what we've written about or listened to. I've not written anything. I'm just going to sort of chat, uh, yeah. you know, ably. Yeah. So, yeah, so if you mention an album that I've heard, we can talk about it. If not, you'll just tell me about it, I guess. Sure, yeah, please do. Um, okay. So, top of my list, in more ways than one, Kyle, Uh-oh. is the new Architects album. Okay. Uh, for those that wish to exist, it came out in February. And I think I listened to it at the time. This is like probably one of three albums this year that I was actually like, oh, this new album has come out. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. Like, as soon as it comes out. Because obviously yeah. I'm a big Architects fan. And I saw them live last month, so they played a lot of this album. And yeah, I mean, it's a really great album. It sort of builds on uh, the album we listened to, All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us, and then the next one, Holy Hell. It sort of builds on both of the things, uh, the things that both of those albums are doing in terms of mixing their sort of gent style riffing with quite like a bit more electronica and synthy sort of stuff. Yeah, um, it's definitely gone more in that direction. I would say the vocals are maybe 50-50 between Clean and Screamed now. Okay. If if not heavier in terms of Clean than Screamed on this okay. new album. There's some like really like boppy, bouncy choruses okay. and like singly stuff. There's some great uh, guest performances. There's They've got the singer from Parkway Drive, the singer from Black Peaks, uh, Simon from Biffy Clyro. 
Okay. And the singer from Royal Blood as well. So lots of okay. guest vocalists, which some really work, I think. Some not so much, maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a really cool album. It deal like they're tackling all the big issues that they always tackle. Like it's it's not suddenly oh let's write a pop song and therefore yeah. it's gonna be nothing lyrically. Like it's still about the human condition and existence and the impact on the earth and, and like all these huge things. So yeah, yeah, it's a great album. That is good. I again, so we're a bit of behind the scenes. I googled like top of the year list yeah or or like think albums to listen to in 2021 because i was so behind architects didn't mm. show up i listened to half of it earlier in the year and i'd forgotten yeah and i forgot so i've not listened to it ah. <laughs> so i'm very sorry sorry everybody i'll get around to it because i imagine it's an absolute banger it is pretty good yeah uh what's uh, what's first on your list to talk about so first on my list is actually i mean first alphabetically but not first in terms of listening i so it's, it's Biffy Clyro's new album, The Myth of the Happily Ever mm. After. I okay. didn't know this was a proper Biffy album until last week. So I've only listened to okay. it like twice. Normally, Biffy have this thing What where, did you think it was? So every time Biffy release an album, they'll release an album. And then normally the year after, or maybe like, you know, six to ten months after, they release the B-sides as its own album. Oh. Everything that didn't quite make the... So I like Opposites had an album called Similarities that came just after it that hmm. was like ten songs. Okay. They've been doing that basically since... I think since only Revolutions, the the album after Puzzle, oh, wow. yeah. and I thought because a Celebration of Endings came out last year, I presumed yeah. this was the songs that didn't make the album, and I love that gotcha. album, and I don't not it's not that I don't like their B sides album, it's just I don't necessarily jump to listen to it because it's you know like well, B sides, yeah, yeah, and they're normally good and they're normally worth a listen certainly because it's Biffy being you know mad and it's normally a bit weirder than the album because it didn't make the album, gotcha, but it wasn't something I jumped at the chance to, and then like literally two weeks ago I was reading an article about how Biffy Clyro's new album had come out so soon after that. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I finally actually <laughs> listened to it. And it's fucking brilliant. Like, it's, it's, like, I love the Celebration of Endings. They, the album before a Celebration of Endings, uh, which, the name of which absolutely fucking escapes me. It's the three of them lying down on their side in a white background. Infinity like, Land. No, that's one of their old ones. Uh, For that's the sake. only one I know. <laughs> right. Somebody play the interlude music. I'm going to be right back with my Biffy Clyro. <laughs> What the hell is that? (laughs) Perfect, keep going, I'm almost there, I'm almost there, I'm almost there, for fuck's sake. Ellipsis, okay, we did it, we're back, okay, Ellipsis, Um, which was two albums ago, thank you for that. Like, that's probably the the album of theirs that I actually like the least. Okay. After their, they did like the three puzzle uh, Only Revolutions and Opposites with like huge production, like an orchestra and a choir and, you know, it was madness. And then... Mm Uh, Ellipsis was a bit more there's a bit more electronic stuff in it and I it was it was okay there's some really good moments but overall it was like probably the weakest Biffy album mm-hmm. um, for me so then Acceleration of Endings brought it right back and I was like cream of the crop Biff uh, and the myth of the happily ever after is more of the same it's fucking brilliant great it's, they're weird as fuck I love them mm. I love just like it's like Simon Neal just writes whatever the fuck he wants and, yeah. and somehow it makes it to the top of the charts and it's just like we've just all accepted yeah. that Biffy just sound like Biffy and just deal with it. And I fucking love yeah. it. Uh, so it's definitely an album that I'm going to now that I listen to more. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I was really surprised when he cropped up on the Architects album because I didn't know that he could scream yes. Simon Neal. Yeah. And he's got such a mad voice. Yes. It's insanely terrifying when it yes. wants to be. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not something he does very often these days, but the first three, Black and Sky, Infinity Land, uh, and the Vertigo of Bliss, he does some yeah. real. He just Wah! shrieks his head off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he really cool. does. Um, so I'm going to scoot through a few more that were sort of interesting ish okay. to, to talk about. Um, there's a band called As Everything Unfolds, and they released an album called Within Each Lies the Other, which is like a really sort of cool, straight up metalcore album, basically. Okay. Uh, but they've got a really great female vocalist. She does the screaming and the clean vocals. Cool. Um, so sort of a Courtney situation. And she's just got like a really great sort of melodic clean voice. But then this like really massive screaming vocal. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's there's nothing like crazily different about it. There's also another one I'll, I'll talk about in a bit that's similar uh, in that that there's nothing like particularly... USP ish about them, but they're just really good new metalcore albums, yeah. which is always good to to find. It certainly is. And then I found this guy called Aaron Jones. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's A Y R O N. So I'm calling him Aaron. I thought you were doing Key and Peel then. A <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> um, he did an album called Child of the State, uh, and he's got a really amazing voice. He's got this sort of like blues southern soul sort of voice which he can sort of turn into like a Lenny Kravitz ballad when he wants to and he can turn it into a really raspy gallows-esque distorted punky sort of sound when he wants to and he sort of just like goes between the two and yeah he's a really really interesting guy he sounds pretty cool Mm, that sounds good I like it um yeah and then uh, there's a band called Divide and Dissolve that I listened to, their, their album Gaslit, um, and they are a female two-piece from Australia, and they, they, I mean, their album, I haven't listened to their other albums, but this album is, like, really, like, avant-garde right. art, sort of noise-scapes, right. um, they often start with, like, strings and horns, and then they just turn into these, like, cacophonous, like, distorted, just walls of sound, like, it's... It's not really, like, you wouldn't be like, oh, we're going on a road trip. Let's listen to Divide and Dissolve. But, I don't know, there's something sort of, like, artily, sort of strangely cool and conceptual about about that album. It's it's, it's pretty interesting. It's it's not, like, something you'd just whack on every day, but it's pretty interesting. Okay. That is cool. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I mean, the next, I guess I'd say that I finally listened to, this week just gone, I finally listened to Foo Fighters' new album. Oh, okay. Medicine at Midnight, which I'd not heard. I don't think, I think we've talked about this maybe off air, that I, I'm i I'm really not familiar with the Foo Fighters. Like, I've seen them mm-hmm. live, and yeah. I've, like, I know In Your Honor, the album, yeah. and I knew the one after it, Echo Silence, Patience, Grace, and obviously I know the singles, yeah. like everyone in the fucking world does. Yeah. But it's not, I'm not like... Like their discography is very foreign to me, and it's not something that I seek out when they do an right. album. I don't really know why. Those are the two albums I probably know the least, which is yeah, interesting. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't know the like the color and the shape is the one that everyone raves about, and I've never listened to the color and yeah. the shape. Yeah, um, very good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's on the spreadsheet. We'll get round to it. But so, Medicine That's at Midnight true. was like middling. I'm really loath to say it because. Mm-hmm. Because I like the Foos and because I just always relate just Dave Grohl, how much I love Dave Grohl as like an entity yeah. on earth. I hate yeah. saying anything negative about him. But maybe it, maybe it deserves more listens, but it was just like quite like sort of middling rock, you know? Yeah. 
Like, there were some cool riffs, as there always are, but there was also a few tracks that were just real duds, as far as I could tell. Some real, like... Right, okay. Real, not that I'd mind their slower stuff, but just some really sort of turgid stuff. I didn't like the first single that came out, The Waiting on a War, I think, was the first one I heard. Okay. I, I haven't listened to any of it, actually. Yeah. That's probably why I didn't listen to the album, because I remember that single coming out and, you know, being like, new foos, let's have a go, and didn't like it at all. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, I like again, it might be worth a few more listens. Maybe I just didn't tap into, like, the feel that they're going for on this record. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it didn't on on first listen. It did not particularly swing with me. It was it was a bit a bit like I'm, I'm loath to say dad rock, but sort of like yeah, okay, middle, middle of the road rock with a few hard edges here and there, but certainly not mm-hmm. enough all the way through to make me like grasp on. But again, maybe yeah. worth another listen, and uh, maybe if you give it a listen, maybe you'll spot something I missed, or maybe we'll see what happens. Yeah, maybe we'll agree. Yeah, maybe we will. So the next album we can talk about, maybe I think you might have listened to it, is. Uh, Gojira's new album yeah I've got one more alphabetically before Gojira Go which ahead. is like a short short thing uh, a band called Error which is E-R-R-A okay. all caps Ooh. self-titled album um, again just a very cool metalcore album sort of sound like Architects like six years ago like Architects without the synth and the electronic stuff basically um, so big riffs a mix of two vocal styles, uh, really like sort of anthemic, metally sort of stuff. Really cool. Yeah. Just a, a fun album, if that's your vibe. But yeah, then Gajira was going to be my next sort of big thing to talk about. Well, go ahead, because I, I listened to it today. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So uh, go ahead. I listened to this a few times. This was one of the first ones I was like, right, I need to listen to stuff from this year. And yeah. I'd never listened to them before. No, I think you um, said, yeah, on the podcast we've talked and about. And so I don't know how this compares stylistically or quality-wise to their others, but I really like this album yeah. so much. Uh, it's called Fortitude. Uh, I don't know, there's something other about it. Maybe that's their thing. It just feels like it completely like stands alone from other metal. There's something about them that they managed to like f- mix this like folky sort of traditional stuff in some of the album with like some really brutal metal and it just creates this like uneasy, eerie sort of feel to the whole thing. There's a really interesting guitar tone to the whole album, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, like it sounds sort of fuzzy, but also kind of crisp it's really difficult to explain I, I think his voice is great as well yeah I so I I've never listened to them on record I saw them live supporting Trillium yeah. I think um, yeah. many many years ago maybe on the uh, Ascendancy tour or the, the, the album after and it's and so I also have no frame of reference to what what their career has been like or where they come mm. from or anything like that but yeah like I agree I need to listen to it again because they have this thing where they're like they're clearly unbelievably technically proficient, mm. but it's like not in your face. It's just like, yeah. it just blends in. They just make this like, they've just got this feel about them where it sort of passes you by and only afterwards you're like, wait a fucking minute, what the hell did he just yeah. do? Like some of yeah. the riffs in it are just like, I'm like, how the fuck's he playing that? But you don't notice because it just sort of rolls along. And then, yeah, like after sort yeah. of three minutes of this riff, you're like, wait, what is he physically doing with his fucking arms to do that? Because there's like a... There's kind of like a proggy, repetitive nature yeah, to the album as yeah. well, which sort of makes you... It sort of like drones a bit, like in a good way, like it's quite like washy and like just yeah. carries you through this sort of feel. And then you're like, hang on, 
Yeah, yeah. What, what's he been doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolute madness. And I agree about uh, the thing I had forgotten clearly because I don't think I had a frame of reference for it. But his voice, he sounds like Troy from from Mastodon. He has mm. that sort of thing to him. And I think when I first yeah. heard them, I didn't know Mastodon, so I couldn't have put those two together. But yeah. that that when he's like big, his big commanding bellow, he sounds a bit like Troy. And as is on record, I fucking love Troy's voice. So Troy's got a great voice. He surely does. So next up. Uh, I found a guy, uh, a band called Kaleo. Uh, they've got okay. an album called Surface Sounds. Um, I think they're Icelandic, but again, he's just got this. I don't even know if this is necessarily the right podcast to be talking about him, but <laughs> he's just got this amazing sort of like blues soul singer songwriter sort of voice to him. Um, yeah, you speak the, my language. The whole, yeah, the the album just sort of just goes in so many different directions, like. Sometimes it's got a Arctic Monkeys feel. Sometimes it's got that proper like soul feel. Sometimes yeah. it sounds like Rolling Stones. Sometimes it sounds like Royal Blood. Like there's so many diff- like each song sounds like it's influenced by a different thing. Oh, but the the thing that connects them all together is just this really great vocal performance. Okay, which is uh, which is really nice. I think you'll like them. Mm. Um, and then a couple of albums I listened to literally this afternoon. Uh, one by a band called Kawan, which is K-A-U-A-N. Okay. They've got an album called Ice Fleet, which is like dreamy soundscape metal, which is like absolutely my vibe. And yeah. I hadn't I hadn't yet found like one of them this year, but I was oh, just okay. like put that on and I was like, oh, this is like, I just like sink into it. It's just... Like, it's never something we're going to talk about on this show, but it's just really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a band called Collapse with a K, because oh. they're metal. Cool. Um, they've got an album called Salt uh, with a U, not A. It's not Salt as in Salt and Pepper, it's yeah. Salt. They're a Danish band who are doing, again, sort of like post metal like proggy, repetitive stuff, but they've occasionally got this vocalist that comes in underneath it all who sounds a bit like Troy, so... You know, it's, it's a good uh, good mix. Yeah. Okay. What's next up for you? Next up for me is an album again that I only listened to today, which mm. is uh, I finally listened to Wolfgang Van Halen's debut album. Ooh, okay. Which I hadn't heard. And I know... so what's he doing on it? Apart, Is he just playing bass or is he singing? He's doing everything on it. He's doing everything. Of course he is. Yes. He's a Van Halen. Yeah. So he, he plays literally every instrument and sings on, on the Great. album. Great. And he is good on every instrument, it turns out. Of course he is. Yeah, he's, uh, he's quite good on yeah, the drums. God, those jeans. I know, ridiculous. <laughs> and he's got a good voice as well. Um, again, it might be one that needs another listen. It felt like, it felt very Tremonti to me, that idea of okay. like a straight down the line hard rock, like some sort mm-hmm. of, a bit like um, da, 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 that band that we did an episode on and then we lost the file. <laughs> what are they called? Uh, Shinedown. Shinedown, that's the boy. There's a little tidbit for everybody. Um, we, yeah, that sort of like, you know, like listenable hard rock, occasional like, oh, that's obviously a radio single and then back to the hard rock. But like, yeah, perfectly listenable. Like might, might be worth sticking on again. Bits of it sounded a bit like Creed. Bits of it sounded like Shinedown. Bits of it Tremonti, Alterbridge, that sort of feel. Every now and then he absolutely fucking rips a shredding solo. Of course. He's also clearly an amazing drummer because there's fucking loads of fucking that stuff as well. Okay. And he's got a really high voice. Not that I was expecting it. Like he's got like a good like commanding rock voice and then he can do some like, wow, cool. 
cool. stuff. So, I mean, it's worth a listen. Okay. It's, per- it's just perfectly listenable sort of radio rock stuff. Gotcha. So I, I think I was sort of afraid it was going to be one of those like throwback classic rock albums that comes yeah. out nowadays. But mm-hmm. if it's not, then maybe I'll give it a listen. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's not. He's, he's certainly not trying to be his dad in any way. It doesn't feel like it. It's, cool. he's, he's got his own sort of sound. Yeah. Great. That's good. So alphabetically, we now get to the album that you didn't realise had come out, which is Limp Bizkit. Yep. Uh, their album is called Still Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so Limp Bizkit, Still Sucks. Uh, it's their first album since Gold Cobra, I think, which is like... Which is a long time know, ago, wasn't it? A long time ago, yeah. Is it still check. the same lineup? Has anyone changed? I know Wes left for a while and he's back now. Is he still back? Has he gone again? What's going on? So that album came out in 2011. Surely... Fuck off. It's not... It's not the uh, the last one before this. Uh, no, that was the last one. Oh my god! So it's god. been ten years. So they've just been living that back catalogue touring life dream. They've been living life in the fast lane, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is. Uh, I Lay think it was like a comeback thing. Um, <laughs> it felt like it. Everyone was talking about it. Exactly. Uh, let's let's see who was on it. Uh, yes, yeah, Fred Fred Durst, Wes Borland, Sam Rivers, John Otto, DJ Lethal. Jesus Christ! The uh, the classic lineup. <laughs> so you you saw those photos of um, Fred Durst in, in festivals this summer, right? Yeah. Where he's like in like a coral shirt and he's got a grey hair and the glasses and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that that was like the start of them coming back. They did a single called Dad Vibes. Oh my um, god. Which is pretty, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the album, I don't know. It's sort of just, <laughs> it's exactly what you'd expect for Limp Biscuit coming back ten years later. Like, there's I some cool Wes Borland riffs that, even though you're hearing them for the first time, they feel like really nostalgic. Yeah. But generally, it's just embarrassing. I like, mean, he's, he's fucking fifty. I was about to say he's fifty. <laughs> like, it, it was embarrassing when he was thirty. I know. Like, the, I mean, I'll read you some of the track listing. Oh, and, uh, yes, and then please. you can tell me whether it sounds embarrassing already. Uh, Out of Style, Dirty Rotten Biscuit, Dad Vibes, <laughs> Turn It Up, Bitch, You Bring Out the Worst in Me, Love the Hate, Empty Hole, Pill Popper, Snacky Poo. I mean, like, <laughs> what, what are you doing? Fucking hell, 50 years old, and he's like, guys, I've written a song called Snacky Poo. <laughs> I just, I don't understand. Neither do I. Someone must have dragged them into the, the studio and be like, you have to do something else. Like, surely yeah. they haven't been working on this for 10 years. <laughs> like Chinese democracy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck um, Yeah, so I mean, I think, I can't remember which song it was. I think the riff in Dirty Rotten Biscuit was pretty cool I think but don't quote me on that but yeah generally it's just like <laughs> they do still suck that's the point yeah. um, and the fact that Spirit Box were going to be like supporting them on this tour is just abysmal an outrage yeah yeah um, and then alphabetically next comes an album which I haven't listened to which is annoying but it's the new Loathe album which they're like soundscape Yes, part of the, the album we did listen like to like the, the partner album to exactly yeah um and yeah for some reason i just haven't got around to it i'm, I'm sure i'm going to enjoy it because i yeah. like soundscapey sort of stuff and that part of the album was great exactly yeah and i'm seeing them uh in a couple of weeks time Ooh. um 
I don't think they'll really do much soundscape-y things I hope it's all soundscape in, in a hope. live gig. But ma- yeah, maybe it is. No I mean, singing. If any, yeah, maybe Kadeem's just sort of in the crowd, just like enjoying it. That'd be so good. Honestly, that'd be incredible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them to just, just play soundscapes. Yeah. They seem like the kind of band that would just be like, fuck it, let's just fuck do it. that tonight. Yeah, why not? Um, and then alphabetically comes an album which we can both talk about, dun, dun, which dun. is Hushed and Grim by Mastodon. Correct. Have you now listened to all 90 minutes of it? I have. I managed to squeeze it in just before this recording, actually. It was the last thing I did before nice. I ate my tea. Oh, that's why you were late. Yeah. You were like, oh, shit, there's a second there's still CD. still 45 minutes left. I've just listened to a whole album. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, what do you think of it? I mean, it's a lot to take in and have an opinion on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it feels, it mm-hmm. would feel ridiculous for me to give you any sort of definitive opinion. But Okay, oh. next. <laughs> so, fuck you. End of the podcast. Um... But I, on first listen, I really, really liked it. It's, mm. it's got that. I mean, it's it's mastodon. It's hard to really compare them to anyone but themselves. You know what I mean? It's I, there's nothing yep. else to say. But some of the songs are like eight minutes long. It's got that crack the sky feel, like that. It's kind of like meandering stuff. But it's also got mm. some of the really, the more straightforward stuff that they did after crack the sky, like uh, the hunter yeah, and that like sort of them. Yeah. yeah, where it's like they wrote like four minute songs that could have just been played on rock radio. Um, and yeah. it's just like a straightforward riff. Obviously, it sounds like Mastodon, but it's got that kind of straightforward... Sort of anyone could maybe get into it without the weirdness. Because there's, there's a lot more brand singing as well, yes. isn't there? Which sort of just lends itself to being more accessible because yeah. he's got a clean voice rather than... He's got a more normal Troy voice and the Brent. other two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brent's weird Ozzy Osbourne-like thing and, and Troy's yeah. bark. Yeah, I just re- I really liked it. I love that it's got... It's not a concept album, but it's sort of dealing with the fact that their manager passed away a few years ago. Right, okay. And it's sort of like the... Like the way, you know, Crack the Sky had Bran's sister in it and um, mm. and the hunter was after uh, Brent's, I think, brother passed away. And oh, goodness. It just sort of swamps the whole thing. Like, every now and then, like, there's a few songs on each album that you just really get swept up in that emotion of it. And Hushed and mm. the same. It's 90 minutes long, so... Like it is. I I'm, I don't really remember. Like I I don't think every minute of it was perfect, but yeah. Like it's a lot of Mastodon to take in, and there are a lot to take in at forty minutes. So I'd like to listen to it a few more yeah. times. But on the first listen, I did really enjoy just being with them for that that mm. sort of length of time. What about you? Did you get on with it? Yeah, I really liked it. It's it's it feels a lot mellower than Leviathan, yeah. for instance. And yeah, I think it does have that sort of meandering side that crack the sky had but it doesn't have that same really abstract bombasticness that crack froggy, the sky like had super that, that i didn't so yeah. get on with but yeah this has got a lot more sort of straightforward meandering stuff if, yeah. if that makes sense <laughs> yeah like, it it's, does yeah yeah it, it's stuff that you can get your head around rather than just like stuff you know um and but it's still got its heavy moments mm. i think bran is a good vocalist but i still i think because brent and troy are so unique i just yes. love hearing them too and you know from my experience of leviathan and um love mountain. mountain yeah it's just like come That's on this sound. is the the anger and the harshness that i want from them um, but then, you know, because it has that mellower sound and, it, and his voice lends itself much better to that stuff, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, I can't remember every minute of it. No. Yet. No. Uh, I've listened to it a couple of times, but I will definitely be going back to it. That's for Me sure. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it enough to, to know that I'll definitely try and get more into it yes uh what's next for you i mean we may as well go alphabetically for me which would be miles kennedy oh yeah cool which i mean 
Yep. Two thumbs up from Kyle. <laughs> it's good, is it? Yeah, I really like it. It's also reminded me, now that I'm seeing him in a couple of days, it reminded me that I've not listened to his first solo album in a long while, because the new one doesn't really sound anything like that. His first one, okay. did you ever listen to The Year of the Tiger, his first one? I've never listened to any of his solo stuff. Oh, okay, well, it's worth For a go. For some reason. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's worth a go. I mean, it's his voices, you know, enough for like, again, mm. I could just listen to him do whatever. But The Year of the Tiger is, was a, like a concept album, not like a story, but it was him dealing with his dad, like James Hetfield's mum, actually, was um, like a, a devout Christian who refused like medical treatment, like they didn't believe in, in doctors and going to the hospital. So right. I think exactly like James Hetfield's mum, he got cancer when Miles was a kid and didn't go to the mm-hmm. doctor. Instead, he was just like, I'll just pray and, and you know, the Lord will save me. And he didn't, gotcha. uh, obviously. So, so he passed away when Miles was four or something. And so the whole of the year of the tiger okay. is like Miles dealing with that like this the idea of you know growing up without a dad and his mum looking after him and his siblings um and it's really acoustic and really like bluesy and really moody the whole thing's really like whoa, like quite sinister and it reminded me that that's brilliant but his new album the ads of march is much more rocky it's much more full band there's a lot more sort of bluesy like big cool. bluesy he's fucking shredding i don't know if you've ever listened to him like because he does he does it a bit on alter bridge but listening to him solo yeah. albums it's only him that solos and he's so good he might cool. He might be better than Mark. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> like he's not—he's not technically better. He's not faster than Mark, obviously. Yeah. And he—and he couldn't play like One Day Remains or whatever. But like feel-wise, his solo, like he's just—and he—I mm. would recommend it as just as a cool. But then yeah, and then you get to listen to him sing, which is like yeah. a, the fact Always that he's just—he's just turned fifty-one, like last week. Has he really? Yeah, he's just turned wow. fifty, and the fact that he sounds like that ever, let alone now. Oh, what a man. So, yeah, I would recommend them both. They're, they're not really anything like Halterbridge or the Mayfield 4, really. Um, but they're worth a okay. go. So, yeah, thumbs up. Give them a, give them a go if you get a chance. Great. Okay. Um, okay, well, I'm going to talk quickly about a couple of albums by bands that I'd already listened to before. Okay. And then I think we're going to get on to another one that we've both listened to. Okay. So, first of all, the new Melvins album, oh. which is called Working With God. They've also this year released a uh, an acoustic album as well um which i tried listening to and i was like oh wait no this is this isn't what i was after um <laughs> that's called five-legged dog which when it started it like it starts with this song called edgar the elephant acoustic and i was like oh this is really cool i think even Carl would like this and then i realized i was listening to like an acoustic album right. um, so then i then i started listening to working with god and it's it's weird obviously because it's yeah. melvin's uh, it doesn't sound like it's 30 years later than Houdini. Like it sounds like they could have made it the following week or something. <laughs> right. It's got some absolute bangers on it and he's playing a lot more interesting guitar on this. Like there's a lot more riffs and okay. sort of squealy solos and just oh. like licks everywhere and just like ding, 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 that sort of riffing rather than ding, 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 sort of riffing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was a really interesting thing to hear because I wasn't expecting that. But overall, the album just feels a little bit silly. Okay. It's got a song called like Brian the Horse-Faced Goon and it just goes, Brian the Horse-Faced Goon. Just like, that's just so silly. And uh. it opens with a Beach Boys cover. And okay. I love the Beach Boys so mm. much. I think Brian Wilson's incredible. But it opens with, a cover called I Fuck Around 
and it's just them going I fuck around round fuck around I fuck around for like three and a half minutes and it just like they open the album with that so it just feels like okay well like you haven't taken this seriously why should I bother like why should I waste my time on you yeah but there are some really good songs in there Um, it's just you gotta dig around for them a bit well and then I listened to the new Mogwai album which are you a Mogwai fan? Do you like? Mogwai? I don't know. I know the name. I don't know anything about them or what they sound like. Okay, they're like they're a Scottish instrumental rock electronic sort of band. Right. They just do long droney sort of. They might be a bit repetitive for you, maybe. I yeah. don't know because I mean they sometimes have vocals, and he's got a really cool voice because he's quite Scottish. Yeah. So maybe you like. Him. I do I like know. Scottish. Um, you do. Uh, there's again, there's some really good songs on there, but then. There's also like some that sound like recorded jam sessions that just went absolutely nowhere. Right. Like sometimes you're like, oh, so you had no idea. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you had no inspiration on this one and you kept it on the album. Cool. Thanks. I just listened to seven and a half minutes of that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I like it's always great to like hear a new Mogwai album, but I don't think it's the best one. But there okay. are some great things on there. There's a song called Ceiling Granny which is fantastic. Okay. And then we get on to an album called Eternal Blue, which I think you've listened to. I think so. This rings a bell. Uh, which obviously we've, we've talked at length about it already yeah. this year, but yeah. it would be weird if we didn't bring it up tonight. It would. Because it's still a 10 out of 10 masterpiece banger. It is still just fantastic, isn't it? Yep. Absolutely yeah. is. I, I think we sort of called it at the time that it would be in contention for album of the year and probably album of the season when we get to the end of season two. Yeah, nothing, nothing's changed. The songs are still the nothing's same. Nothing's changed. And yeah, it's still great. Exactly. I mean, how is this not Grammy nominated? Uh, unbelievable. Um, also, I, I saw that Mike has just released tab books for the whole album and for the singles collection EP. Oh, that's great. Okay, I'm so you can finally that. understand what he's playing. Oh, and that bloody the riff in Secret Garden. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we can find it out. Yeah, Jesus, God. Oh, maybe he'll just put N.A. Yeah, <laughs> like, good luck. Secret Garden. No. No. <laughs> Next. Yeah, like every Tom Morello tab book when it gets to the solo. Yeah, exactly. Don't even bother. Um, what else have you got to talk about? I mean, there's not much left for me, really. I think the only other mm-hmm. thing that I... And again, I listened to it earlier today, so it's, it's fresh in the mind but also needs more listens, was the new Trivium album in The Court of the Dragon. Cool. Okay. That I had not heard. I've not listened to a new Trivium album in a long time. I don't think since. No, me neither. In Waves, I think, was the last one I listened to, which was 2012, because I think they were touring that when I saw them at Download. Cool. And, I mean, on first listen, it was a Trivium album. <laughs> like, yeah. they're still very metal. They're still very incredibly technically proficient. Their new drummer, who seems to be sticking around for once, okay. is like. I mean, saying this for Trivium drummers is kind of superfluous, but fuck me, he's incredible. Like, Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. The other three of them still the same? Like yeah, Paolo the other three, yeah. Paolo, and Corey, Corey and, and Matt, yeah. Are, are, Matt, obviously, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's a concept album. Again, I was just sort of listening to it and trying to... Like, I don't know if the, if the story... There's lots of... Matt likes to sing about, like, mythology and, like, you know, like big grand sort of fantasy concepts and that sort of thing yeah there's a lot of fantasy isn't there yeah so i don't know if if the album if i knew the lyrics if it's actually telling a story or if it's just like a here's some themes it's also got a fucking amazing front cover just as a side note okay but yeah i mean it's cool like i'd need to listen to it a few more times to to sort of get on board with 
because you know it's just like lots of fast guitars and fast riffing matt's voice sounds a bit different than it used to as well he's not got that thing where like he's he still does his super scream and he's sort of gone back to that but his clean voice doesn't sound like it did uh, on the crusades anymore where he sort of tried to huh. sound you know like really ah, you know like that sort of yeah thing. he's, he's yeah. got a bit more he sounds a bit more unique he's got his own sort of like graveliness to it which is really cool that's interesting and yeah yeah and the only thing i would definitely say is that the final track which is called the phalanx p-h-a-l-a-n-x is yeah. like an eight minute fucking banger cool so if you're going to just listen to one track listen to that one but the album's like 10 tracks i think it's 50 minutes long so it's, it's probably something i'm going to dive back into because it had some really cool moments but i'd like to listen to it a bit more amazing okay yeah so yeah just the last couple for me are um a couple of bands that i'd never heard of before that i just really enjoyed um one called teenage wrist and their album earth is a black hole oh and it's sort of as angsty as the album title suggests yeah. <laughs> it's just like this kind of poppy punky rock sort of like nothing nothing ridiculous yeah. um it sort of sounds like brand new and i don't know just very easy sort of distorted sort of rocky sort of stuff to listen to like not it's not like american rock right it's nothing like that but it, it's just got this i don't know it's just very cool i liked it okay and a band called zao which is z-a-o uh they did an album called the crimson corridor which was probably much heavier than i would usually like but for okay. some reason i really got into it it opens with this metally soundscape thing which as i've mentioned on this episode <laughs> i was like you sure yeah this sounds great and then in the second song he starts singing and i say singing he's got like the, the heaviest growly metal yeah. growl you can imagine but it's it sort of sounds like it's beneath the music rather than okay. on the top like crisp and front and central yeah so it just sounds like it's an extra bit in the music um and i think because of that decision i can get away with enjoying it even though it's not maybe my favorite vocal style um okay. but yeah there's just something about the the music that's around it which i just really enjoyed i wasn't expecting well, i wasn't really expecting anything from it because i didn't know who they were but just really enjoyed it well good 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 yeah um so i'm just looking on uh, album of the year dot org just okay. to see um like top albums like top metal albums basically to see if we've sort of missed any major things yeah converge are up there we've already talked about the fact that we didn't like that jane doe album that everyone yes. seems to love yes yes, yes. uh who else is, is is around there was a new iron maiden album this year um right again I'm, i haven't sort of been into listening to new Iron Maiden albums in a while. I don't think I've ever been into listening to Iron Maiden albums full stop. Oh, okay, fair enough. You're not a fan, generally? I've, it's not that. I, like, I have no problem with them. I've just never, like, properly gotten into them, you know? I just sort of... Yeah. I, I, yeah. I know the singles, blah 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 but yeah, I've not... Yeah. Also, just a quick side note, I've just realised Tremonti released an album this year and I didn't listen to it. Oh, God damn it. I talked about him earlier. <laughs> I completely forgot to listen to it. Okay, fine. We'll, uh, we'll have Sorry, to Mark. get onto that one. Yeah. I mean, they're not mine or your type of metal at all but cannibal corpse released a new album apparently it's you know excellent if you're into that kind of metal sure okay but i mean i'm i'm not interested at yeah, all no that. me neither and yeah there's uh there's not really much else like i don't know when i was looking through those sorts of lists i don't know if people that write those lists for publications are generally just trying to be edgy and only write about bands that you might never have heard of yeah. or if it's just that lots of 
there weren't that many big named bands that released albums this year. I, d- I don't yeah. know which of the two it was, but mm. um, it, it was. I was just sort of expecting like, oh, a new album by these, a new album by them. Yeah. And it was just like, well, there's this tiny little band from, <laughs> you know. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's sort of everything I've listened to that I wanted to talk about. Okay. We were also going to talk about our Spotify wrapped of the year because that came out today. Yes. Um, mine, mine got hijacked by yeah. <laughs> uh, by Bex because she's been listening to lots of stuff that is completely has just warped my stats <laughs> annoyingly. Uh, but feel free to talk about yours if it helps. So mine, my the top of mine is uh, indicative of if we if we're being completely honest about albums of mm. the year for me. Yeah, it would quite obviously be my favorite piece of art of the year, which was Inside by Bo Burnham. So gotcha. the Inside okay. soundtrack is actually my favorite album of the year, and my my Spotify wrapped uh-huh. is basically just Inside <laughs> from start to finish. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the other thing that's on there is an album that's got nothing to do with rock and metal. It's just an honorable mention for me. Is that this year I mm-hmm. discovered a guy, a New Zealand guy called Paul Williams, who okay. I. So it was a strange. Like I watched James A. Caster's comedy special that came out this year, Cold Lasagna Hate Myself, nineteen ninety nine. Oh God, how did I miss that? It was, so it's not on Netflix. You have to go on Vimeo and buy it. It's only on Vimeo. Um, okay. It's I'll not do one of his. It. I don't mind. Dude, honestly, it. honestly, it's. I love repertoire, but it's better than. It's probably the best comedy special. I've it's seen not in better years. than repertoire. It's better than out. repertoire, honestly. <laughs> it's like two and a half hours long, and it's okay. sublime. It's unbelievable how good that special is. It's like a tenor. Get it. But at the start yeah. of that, when there's like, you know, an interlude and stuff, there's a song that's playing, and I was like, this is an absolute fucking banger. What's this? And it turns mm-hmm. out it's Paul Williams. And then I started watching New Zealand Taskmaster and Paul, Paul Williams is the assistant on New Zealand Taskmaster. And I was like, how is that the guy that's, oh my God. So I finally listened to his album, which is called Surf Music. From tw- it's from 2018, so I shouldn't really be talking about it. Okay. But it's just like weird pop. It's just really good pop music in, a, in an occasional New Zealand accent. And it's fucking brilliant. And if you, I would recommend anybody go and listen to it. Because again, that is the top of my, my Spotify wrapped is just Bo Burnham and Paul Williams like interchange with Great. each other okay fine so there you go those are my two non-rock and metal uh recommendations fantastic yes okay do you think you could maybe try and do like a, a top five or, or top three of the year or something i could i mean top three more i wouldn't feel comfortable putting some of them because i like I said i listened to them today or like this week and it would mm. feel unfair but in terms of top three it would obviously be spirit box at the top like yep. not a chance of that moving and then it would be miles and then it would be uh, biffy so far of the three okay but cool. i feel like with more listens gojira and mastodon and trivium might change that yeah. ranking but it would be unfair right now to... exactly exactly or architects or maybe tremonti if i'd fucking listen to it or maybe even limb yeah. biscuit if i've lost my mind um <laughs> you know but it would be unfair for me to try and rank them now because i listened to them maybe once or twice at most yeah what about you so number one for me is gojira it's like absolutely album of the year for me. Okay. Uh, and then also in a top five in some sort of order would yeah. be Architects, Spirit Box, probably Teenage Wrist, and I don't know, maybe Cowan, the uh, the dreamy soundscape stuff. I don't okay. know. But yeah, again, like I only listened to that today. So, and it's not the kind of thing where you'd be like, oh, that's the single and that's the one. You know, it's just yeah. like synthy, droney stuff. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, probably probably that. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's I mean, stick fair with enough. That. Yeah. But maybe we'll take maybe we'll take them out and put Error in because I really liked that album, or maybe Mastodon if I listen to it again. Exactly. No. Yeah. It's tricky, but it is definitely Gojira at the top. 
that's the only definite. Well, there you go. It's fantastic. Um, okay, is there anything else to say today? I mean, I, f- I feel like we should let people go enjoy their New Year's Eve Eve. Yeah. Bit. <laughs> yeah. Apart from the other episode, yeah. they now have to listen to. Yeah. Okay. Apart from that, yeah. Yeah, but no, I think that's good. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, where can people find us, Kyle? We're on Twitter and Instagram at Chew the Metal. You can email us, chewthemetal at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch about anything, you can obviously recommend albums which we clearly missed because we did, like, had no <laughs> idea what was going on this year. It's not our fault. I'm sorry. We're always listening to music, it's just not necessarily new music. Yeah, and if you can go on Apple Podcasts, that's the only one that currently gives you ratings and reviews. So if you can give us a little five star rating and a little review, that would help us out immensely. It certainly would. Well, that has been our review and recap of what happened in 2021. We'll see you in like five minutes for the other bonus <laughs> episode. Uh, once we all go get a drink and, and sit back down again. Yeah, cool. Thanks for listening. Bye. Recording again. Let's do another yeah, clap. Yeah, yeah, oh, sorry. Not. Let me just fucking twist this motherfucker because it's been a piece of shit. Now this is being recorded. This is gold. Just this motherfucker. <laughs> Sounds like something Limbiscuit would say. It does. Right. I'm ready. They're on the agenda today. Okay. Three, two, one. I'm sorry? Why are you looking so confused? They, you know they had a new album this year. No. I literally Googled. Like, because I'm so behind on everything. I literally Googled, like, rock slash metal albums 2021. And nowhere did it tell yeah. me that Limp Bizkit had a new album. What? It came out like, it came out on Halloween, I think. No, I did not know this. No one told me this. Google didn't tell me this. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. Well, we'll get to it. Don't worry.